Sometimes we have to deal with people who are just downright difficult. Here on episode 74 of the Be Yourself and Love It podcast are two audios from several years ago from my YouTube channel on dealing with difficult people. The first one is from a video called Do You Think Someone Is Being Unreasonable? And the second is from a video called Aggressive and Manipulative People. Hope you find these of value. This is a response to a request to do a video on dealing with people when they're being unreasonable or indeed not dealing with them as may often be the most appropriate response. But we're going to explore some options so that you have more choices when you're trying to deal with difficult people in your life. First of all, I guess we better define what we mean by unreasonable. And when I say unreasonable, what I mean is people who are expressing themselves through cognitive distortions, which means, so far as you can see it, they're not seeing reality as it is. They're jumping to conclusions or overgeneralizing or they're mind reading, which is when you assume you know other people's motives and why people are doing this and that when you don't have the information to make that conclusion. It's kind of like if you want to know how much money is in your wallet, thinking about it instead of opening up the wallet and checking. Another one that can be really frustrating is when people fortune tell. They start saying what's going to happen and this is going to happen and that's going to happen and usually it's a catastrophization of the future and no matter what you say or what evidence you present them with, they're certain that their interpretation of the future is true. And the really funny thing is with people who fortune tell, I find they tend to do it a lot and no matter how many times their predictions have not come true, they seem to insist on continuing to predict the future. Another one is emotional reasoning and that's when you assume that because you feel a certain state, there is something corresponding to that state happening in the world. So say you feel anxious and therefore you assume you're under threat even though you might not be, it could just be a childhood trigger. And the thing that's really frustrating about dealing with anxious people is if you're not making them less anxious, they tend to want everyone around them to be as anxious as they are. And because anxiety is a kind of ego defense, they can actually trigger you in all sorts of ingenious ways that if they sat down to plan out, they wouldn't even be intelligent enough to dream them up. You know, if, if you think people are good at annoying you on purpose, wait till you see how good they are at annoying you unconsciously. Now, I tend to think that when people are being unreasonable, it usually is emotional reasoning. And particularly if someone's in a heightened emotional state, their capacity to reason is actually biologically diminished because they're not thinking with the part of their brain that is used to reason. They're using a more primitive part of their brain. So here's what not to say to someone who is being unreasonable. You're being unreasonable. You're wrong. That's illogical. That's crazy. Bullshit. Or any variation of the above. But why not? Well, what's going to happen is you're going to get drawn into a debate about whether what they say is actually reasonable or not. And it is not reasonable to argue with an unreasonable person. It's not logical to argue with an illogical person. So don't do it. Otherwise, you're being unreasonable yourself. I'm reminded of a quote by the famous science fiction author Robert Heinlein. He said, never try to teach a pig to sing. It's a waste of time and it annoys the hell out of the pig. 
The other thing I strongly suggest you avoid doing is using adjectives to describe them. So don't say you're being selfish or you're an idiot or you're crazy because even if it's true, it's not going to help you get your point across. It's only going to raise the tension and what it's most likely to do is divert from resolving the conflict or getting you out of the situation to a debate on whether the adjective is true or not and you don't really want to be caught in a situation where you're having a debate with an unreasonable person on whether or not they're selfish because that's just not going to lead anywhere good. Let's talk about what you can actually do. One thing that you can try doing is to just uh, point out what they're feeling. So you can say, I can tell you're anxious or I can tell you're getting frustrated. This is part of trying to shift the conversation from what, whether what they're saying is true or not to dealing with the emotions that are blocking the situation from being dealt with. It's even possible in some cases if you get very good at dealing with other people's emotions that you can put them down and get them to a place where they're more open to reason. Can't promise you're always going to be able to do it but it's certainly a possibility. Two more options if you want to stay in the situation is one just to say that's interesting why do you believe that? Right? and and just keep on going getting them to speak till they're done because sometimes they're actually trying to get that contradiction from you so that they can feed into it and raise the tension and tension and if all you do is just question them to expand on their view there's no real way to go there if they're trying to create a conflict they might either run out of steam or they might actually see the error in their own reasoning um, a third way is just to listen reflectively without agreeing. Uh, the more unreasonable someone's being, the harder this is to do because you want to say this is crazy what you're saying. But you can practice with people in low pressure situations. So when you're around people in day to day life and they're telling you a view that you might disagree with, even if the tension isn't there, you can say, so if I get you right, you don't think people should vote Democrat because they'll raise your taxes. And they'll go, yeah, and blah, 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 blah. And you say, right. And you just continue to reflect their views in your own words until they're absolutely certain that you understand where they're coming from and they might actually kind of quiet up and cock their head to the side and look at you expectingly wanting you to respond and you can see what happens when you respond. Do they actually display more interest in your views now that they've been adequately understood or do they simply revert back to being completely irrational as soon as you express your own views, which is a good indication that it's maybe time to leave the situation. If you've shown someone that you understand where they're coming from, you've empathised with their emotions, you've even listened reflectively without contradicting them, and they still won't see any reason on the issue, it's probably about time that you got out of the situation. So options for doing that? Well, one option is obviously to say you don't feel like talking about it anymore. Another option is to say, well, why don't you get in touch with me once you've calmed down and had a chance to think about it? And a third option is to simply state your views and say that if they don't agree with you, it looks like you've reached an impasse and you might as well talk about something else a fourth option with safe people is to say, look, I'm feeling a bit frustrated with this conversation or upset or annoyed or angry or whatever it is. 
and I want to go or I want to talk about something else. There's also the option of moving the conversation from whether what the person is saying is realistic or not to how you're feeling about it and deal with your feelings, possibly deal with their feelings and retool and finish the discussion another time. At the end of the day, you can't turn unreasonable people into reasonable ones. And if people are perpetually unreasonable, you might want to consider spending less time with them or reassessing the merit of having them in your life, particularly if they keep on starting arguments and creating conflicts. Remember, at the end of the day, there comes a point when tolerating people's damaging behaviour becomes bad to them as well as you because you're essentially rewarding them for acting in antisocial ways which are damaging to others. Choosing to exclude people from your social circle might sound harsh, but at the end of the day, it might be the kick in the ass that they need to start treating other people in their lives better, taking their views seriously and engaging in proper discussions rather than just insisting that they're right when they have their latest crazy theory. Thanks very much for checking out my video. Please share it with anyone that you know who's interested in philosophy, psychology or social science or improving their relationships. Based on requests, I wanted to make a video on people with aggressive and manipulative personalities. And in my work, I deal with a lot of people who want to improve relationships in their life, who have to deal with people who've got manipulative or aggressive tendencies. And they wonder why people in their life act that way, because it seems like, why can't it just be nice? You know, why can't we just talk about these things and air it out and hopefully engage in a problem solving process to reach solutions. Why Why are these people acting this way? Because it could just be so nice, it could just be so productive and I'm willing to engage but they're not. And I think it's really important to understand that there's a sort of passive tendency and an aggressive tendency and I guess the manipulative tendency tends towards the aggressive side although it's more covert. And it's not the same as being passive-aggressive. Some people with a more passive tendency will be passive-aggressive because they don't feel comfortable saying what's annoying them or what's upsetting them. So they'll express it by being passive-aggressive. I'm doing other videos dealing with that. You can check them out. But let's talk about why people act aggressively or manipulatively. And usually... It's because on the face of it, it kind of seems to work, you know. When you get aggressive, passive people back down and start being pleasers and they'll do what you want them to do. And you can also manipulate people into doing what you want to do. And that gives you a rush of power. And it's a lot of the time people who feel powerless do that. They get manipulative or aggressive because they feel power over people, which they don't tend to feel in the relationship to themselves. They feel powerless because they have a dialogue that says bad things about them and they have to push it away by the three Bs, blaming, bitching and berating. Berating is putting people down. That
that's how they stop taking responsibility for their life and they blame other people for their problems. So these people feel powerful when they use these tactics, whether it's aggressive or manipulative, because they're right, or at least they get the feeling that they're right. So the benefits are very obvious. So when I'm working with people, and I sometimes have people who are more on the aggressive side come to work with me because it's fucking up the relationships. People don't want to spend time around them or they have no intimacy in the relationships. And I get that they're much harder to work with and a lot of the time it takes more time for them to change because if you're passive, you can very easily see the way your tendency shortchanges you. You lose out on things. You agree to do things you never wanted to do and then you feel guilty for not doing them. You're pushed around by people. Whereas people with the aggressive tendency, it's very easy to see the benefits of their habit pattern, of their personality type, but the costs are hidden. What are the costs? Intimacy. That's the main cost of it. You cannot be intimate with people you consistently bully into doing what you want to do. Also, people don't bring things up with you because they're afraid of your reaction. They think it's too much hassle. So you lose out on the opportunity to engage with people and optimize the relationship. The relationship standard tends to be a lot poorer than for people who can talk it out. And passive people and passive people in relationships together can talk things out to a degree. They may avoid it for a long time, but sooner or later they might get there and they have a conversation and they're like, yeah, I'm so glad we had this conversation. Yeah, let's improve things. And then often they go back to their old tendency and they, they, they close up the dialogue. Whereas people with aggressive tendencies, they're very defensive. Anything you say brings up feelings that root in their past when whenever anyone had a problem with them, it was always broached in a punitive manner. So when you're aggressive or manipulative, you can get people to do the things you want to do, but actually you're losing out on a lot because your relationships could be a lot better, they could have a lot less arguments and also, you miss out on the honesty, the honesty that people can bring to a relationship to really nurture it and make it grow by finding out things about each other and finding out how you love to interact together and doing more of that. So if you're dealing with people who are manipulative or aggressive, they might be really nice people in other contexts. I've met people in my life who are more on the aggressive tendency who can be very generous. But whenever you broach a conflict with someone with that kind of tendency, it's really important to stage the event, which is to say, hey, I've got an issue that I'd really love to discuss with you. It's not a big deal or a deal breaker, but it's important to me and I think it's important to you because we value our relationship together. And it would be really great if we could sit down and have a chat about it. The value of this is that you're not springing any surprises on them. They have a moment of breath to anticipate what you're about to say. That's the value of staging the conversation. In NLP, they call it a pre-frame. It's pre-framing the conversation. So instead of just saying, I want to speak to you in my office, which might scare the shit out of someone, you'd say, 
I'd like to speak to you in my office about the reports so they know what to expect. And if they're being defensive, then you can use the skills that I suggest in my other videos. One very popular video I've done is on how to deal with unreasonable people. You can use the techniques I suggested in that. Look up reflective listening if you don't already know about it or how to do it. That is a diffusion technique when you basically paraphrase what the other person has said in your own words to demonstrate that you understand what they're saying and give them a chance to correct you if you've not got it right. That works extremely well in talking people down from intense emotions and it's an essential skill for anyone to learn if they want to have a harmonious life. Get really good at practicing those tactics with safe people and then bring them to the aggressive person because that can really help you diffuse them. But have the conversation with them. Have the conversation and say, look, when we get into conflicts, I feel that you're way of communicating is very defensive and very aggressive and I feel that lowers the quality of a relationship and if they get defensive use the diffusion techniques I've taught in my other videos and get them to a point where they can hear it say I'd really like to enjoy a really great relationship with you and if we can have an open dialogue back and forth then we can really start to meet our needs in the relationship and use every conflict as an opportunity to come closer together both get more of what we want out of the relationship and the great thing is if you can manage to get through to one of these people their tendency to be manipulative or aggressive will lower because the benefits of intimacy, the benefits of honesty are much more rewarding than bullying people into doing what you want or manipulating them. So you can use these tactics to see if this person really has worth in your life and whether they have the potential to change and become more than they are. And if they start seeing the benefits of acting that way, then they'll be much more likely to embrace that style of view. Of course, it's not your responsibility to change anyone or make them better than they are. But if you think they're a valuable person, it's worth giving it a shot. And if they get that from you, then you're modelling a different kind of interaction that they may well want to bring forth in the rest of their life. So be patient, try these techniques with them. If they're not willing to be helped, it's time to think about whether it's really worth having that person in your life. If they're not willing to engage and improve, maybe alienating that person from your social circle might be the best thing you can do for them because it might take a month or three months or a year once it's happened to them five or six times they might remember some of the things you've said because you really can't unhear something. So give it a shot. Another point I should add is that those of us who are by nature on the more passive side tend to hold ourselves to much higher standards than the people that we get into conflicts with. And if you really have done your best, you've staged the conversation, you've used the fusion techniques, but you still can't get through, at least you won't go away wondering as we often do, could I have done better, should I have held my temper, maybe I would have got through if I was perfect. Worst comes to worst, if you still find yourself thinking that, you can go back and subject yourself to the difficult person's unreasonable behaviour one last time to remind yourself of how impenetrable they are. Because there's nothing like certainty to ease your conscience. If you think you could use some help adding this all up and putting it into practice, I'm available for consultations. Anthony at BeYourselfAndLoveIt.com Until next time.
don't get manipulated. Be yourself, but don't just be yourself. Be yourself and love it.